Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have with me Brother Dale Bagley from Atoka, Oklahoma. And I met Brother Dale probably 20 years ago, somewhere in that time frame, and came to preach at our church and has an amazing testimony we're going to start out with that will uh, make you think about the goodness of God. God is a good God. And so honored to have you with me here today, Brother Dale. And Let's go to prayer. Father, we're so thankful for this time together. Thank you for speaking through Brother Dale and thank you that uh, you're a good God. You're a merciful and you're a loving God. And so we come today hungry for what you have through Brother Dale and we give all the honor and glory to you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Brother Dale, I'm gonna let you uh, just kick off with your testimony. Okay, Brother, when I was eight years old, uh, I was born and raised in Atoka, Oklahoma very rural area, very country, we're just country people, lived on a farm. And at eight years old, uh, me and my brother went to pick up fecans, some people call them fecans, they call them fecans <laughs> in Oklahoma, and uh, for Christmas. And it was December 16th, 1961. And so this is a long time ago, it was a different world back then, no cell phones, just country. Uh, in the summertime, we didn't wear shoes. And so, uh, we went to pick up pecans, and uh, the uh, owner of the pecan orchard son brought us home after picking up pecans, and he dropped us off there on the highway. And as we went across the highway to come back to the farm, a man that was uh, 70 years old, married to an 18-year-old girl, think about that, <laughs> headed to Mexico City on his honeymoon. I tell people he was in a hurry because he was afraid he might not get there. But anyway, he's 70 years old, and so... As I was crossing the highway, he hit me, dragged me 110 feet, broke my arm, broke my leg. Uh, the impact alone, going 70 miles an hour, should have killed me. And so I, I was actually dead. But prior to this, my dad had been doing some fasting. He was a preacher. And uh, an angel appeared to him and took him on top of the hill up there on the farm, uh, night after night after night. And then the angel would just ascend up into heaven. And so dad couldn't figure out what was going on. The angel was trying to tell him that there was danger afoot. And so when I got run over, of course, people stopped there on the highway. They tried to get a jack and it's too slow. You could hear me, like me underneath there, like meat of frying. The muffler was sitting on my face and my arm and leg. And so you could hear it sizzling. And so they actually took the car and lifted it up and pulled me out. Well, there was a nurse that was a passerby uh, from Dallas, Texas, and she stopped and took my pulse and my heartbeat, no breathing. She looked at my mother and said, I'm sorry, the young boy is dead. Well, this is devastating news. You don't know what you would do at the time of crises like this. So they, they called an ambulance. They took me to a, a local hospital, Atoka, Oklahoma. And there, I believe it was Dr. Hayes and a couple of other doctors also pronounced me dead. Uh, but the, the situation was very tragic, very dramatic. And uh, so there I am laying in the hospital dead. But the Lord spoke to my dad and said, the angel that took you on top of the hill night after night will go with the boy. So he knew that I wouldn't stay dead. And so let me jump ahead in time. 25 years later, I'm preaching in a little town called Colgate, Oklahoma. I get through preaching and the, and the lady said, are you the boy that got run over? And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, I was the nurse on duty that night. I said, well, let's do this. You tell me your side of the story, and I'll tell you my side of the story. So I didn't know this till later. So she told me, 
She said, the doctors told us that you was dead. Uh, everybody there at the hospital knew you, knew the family. And so we was all crying because you were dead. We began to clean you up, get the gravel out of your hair, and, 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 they, and they took off the, uh, the, the clothes while it was burned. And she said, all of a sudden, you stumped like that. And when she did, I screamed. And the doctor came running back in there. And she said, when he did, the room filled up with a cloud. And she said, we didn't know what to do because you had snubbed and you'd already been dead for a while. So they decided to send me on to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is about a three-hour drive by ambulance. So they go and I get to Oklahoma City at the Wesley Hospital. And there were seven specialists there pronounced me dead. One of them was Herbert Anderson. Dr. Mayer, and several other doctors. So here I am dead. Okay, now here's my side of the story. When I was there on the highway, underneath the car, and they pulled me out, I could see my body laying on the highway. Two angels picked me up, and we began to ascend. I actually went to heaven, and I saw heaven, and the only way to describe it, they wouldn't let me in, because it wasn't my time yet. I saw heaven off in the distance. It looked like a, a, a huge city lights. That's what it looked like. And But I could tell it was over here. And then over on the other side, I could see an uh, area that looked like clouds of dark tar. That's the only way to describe it. Thick, milky darkness. I knew I didn't want to go there. Amen. So this gulf in between, the, the angels took me there. And then as we traveled, there's no, there's no sense of time. And so it came right down through the ceiling in the Wesley Hospital, and there my body was laying over on, in the bed. And, and so as we came down through the ceiling, the angels urged me to go get back in my body. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to. I couldn't for the good where I was. I call it TWA, traveling with angels. So anyway, so there we are. And my mother is over in the uh, lounge there uh, on her knees praying, praying in the spirit. And they asked her if she wanted a shot. And she said, no, I've already had my shot. She said, so she's talking about the Holy Ghost building room. So anyway, they wanted to send me down to the morgue. And she said, they said, what, what do you want us to do with him? Because here you've got a dead body. What do, you, what do you do with a dead body? And she said, you put him in a room. Now here's Faith talking. You put him in a room just like he's alive. And when they put me in the room, it was after about 2 o'clock in the morning now. It happened on 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. It goes 12 hours later to 2 o'clock in the morning. The last doctor, Dr. Anderson, wanted to go in and check on the body before he went home that night. So he goes in there, and when he comes in there, I speak to him. My name is Ronald Dale. He said, Ronnie, is that you? Well, with wit, I said, who's he expecting? It's me. <laughs> and uh, but prior to him checking on me, the angels urged me to go get back in my body. Well, I didn't want to. They didn't talk to me. When you're in that total spirit realm, you don't have to talk. You just know things. Well, I, I kind of scooted over toward my body, sat down on my body, and when I laid back to, I came to inside my body. Okay, About the time I came to, I saw Jesus standing at the door. Didn't say a word. He's about six foot two. He weighs about 195 pounds. He has beautiful eyes. The way to describe his eyes is living love, living wells of love. It just flows. He didn't say a word. But I could tell I've spared your life for you to preach. I'm only eight years old. Okay. So immediately they begin to do what they, because the doctor came and checked on me. I spoke to him and he screamed. And here come the nurses. 
and uh, they began to do medically what they could. So jump ahead, uh, 37 to 40 different operations from the time I was eight to I was 18. I had to learn how to walk again. First thing they asked me, they said, what do you want? I said, get me a whole Bible. All I'd ever had was a New Testament. So there's something inside of me. I tell people, I was a, about, a, about a, maybe a C student in school. After dying, bumping into God and coming back, I'm becoming an A student. I tell people, dying and bumping into God will make you smart. <laughs> <laughs> and so my whole life has been, my destiny has been to live for him, to travel and to preach his word and to carry this testimony. I don't give it too often because it's so sacred to me. To me, it's like it happened yesterday. It, it, never, it, never, it never gets old. I don't give it very much because after a while, if you just give it all the time, it, you become the motivation yourself. Okay. And I want to give all the glory to him. Yes, sir. So I've been preaching, went on to school, had to learn to walk again. They told me that I would never be normal. And some folks think they got that one right. <laughs> but anyhow, I am normal. And they said I'd never walk again. I've become the fastest runner in high school and just have spent 50 some odd years uh, preaching now. Praise God. Well, we're going to go on to day two here, Brother Dave. If you would go ahead and pray for our listeners, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take the authority over Satan's kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. I speak light. I speak, I speak words of light. I speak words of edification to build them up. Let them receive the engrafted word that's able to save their soul, to build them up. And Father, if anybody's listening to not born again, deal with their heart that they would receive, receive you by, by grace and faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I can't wait for tomorrow. And you can contact uh, Brother Dale and his ministry at Dale Begley World Outreach, P.O. Box 623, Atoka, Oklahoma. 74525 or on his website, Dale Bagley And folks, we sure do love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.